Welcome back to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. I'm Bob. With the world getting vaccinated at an unprecedented rate, so many of us are looking forward to getting back out there and reconnecting with friends and loved ones in more intimate and human ways. Today's Dose is all about what it takes to re-emerge and how all this social distancing impacts the speed and power of our connections with each other. Enjoy. I'm going to get to see my kids. We're already making plans to go away with my daughter and son-in-law and uh, to connect with my son. And I'm like, this is joy for me. I'm, yeah. like, I'm breathing again. It's good. Yeah. And you start having that, that plan in place and you start looking forward to stuff again. Mm. It's, it's been feeling that way. You know, you have to balance it out with some of the people who are out there who are still like crowding into restaurants and doing that mm. stuff. Even if you have both shots, please just keep wearing your mask yeah. keep doing the things you're supposed to be doing. Set an example. But yeah. But yeah, I got my first shot. Hey, me too. Yeah. Wow. How was your experience? Uh, good. I went to the convention center. Oh, that seems big though. Was a lot yeah, of it wasn't bad. I put my audio book on and you get in the line. It keeps moving the whole time. So you had an appointment at what time? Like say? Uh, it was between three and four. Okay. So they tell you approximately what time okay. to get there. Mm-hmm. They check you in um, at the beginning and then you go through the process mm-hmm. and you get the little sticker on your shirt and they give you the shot. And then you sit outside for 15 minutes just to make sure there's no adverse reactions. And then you go on your way. Yeah, I did it. I did it at the Northland Church in Longwood. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was really impressed with the process. I mean, it was they were very organized. Uh, They knew what they were doing. But it was weird to me because when I stepped through the doors after they gave me my number, they gave me number 74. So I go in with my lucky number 74. That's the way I was looking at it. Right. Until I heard them call out the number 35 when I walked in the door. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I showed up on time and they're like, like behind 30 something yeah. behind. And then they went very quickly through five, 36, 37. And then I'm sitting there listening. And when they get to like 47, they've got a person on a microphone saying this to the, to the people who are sitting there. I stand up, go bingo. And then sit back down and thinking, this is funny, right? I have never heard silence like this before. You know, they say crickets will show up. I didn't even have crickets. Crickets Crickets were like, let's not even give them a response to that. And so I sit there looking around, realizing that everyone in the room thinks I'm a goof. And then I end up getting over to the observation area. And there's two guards in the observation area, they're like, it's, which is weird. They look like they're guards that are going to make sure you don't leave before your 15 minutes. But they're two young guys in uniforms, and there's a keyboard sitting next to them because the stage is a church stage. Oh, okay. And it's got the music set up. And so I said, well, guys, if we have to be here you know, for the next 15 minutes, would you mind playing something for us? And one of them very quickly says, oh, I would if I could for sure, but I definitely can't. And then I feel a poke in my shoulder and I look behind me and there's an old woman who's poking me with her cane and she says, bingo, you're funny. Thanks for the laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It was all internal laughter. It was one person, but here's the thing. And this is something one of my friends pointed out. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. It's just that one person who got you, who said, all right, I heard you. I thought it was funny and acknowledged it. And that was all I needed to know that I wasn't a jerk to everybody in the room. <laughs> I was a jerk to everyone in the room, minus one. That's still good odds. Hey, it's one. You're batting, I don't know how many people were there, but <laughs> yeah. under the Mendoza line for sure. But Way still, yeah. yes. Yeah. But guess what? That's all I need. I just need one person to laugh. Although when I'm on the stage at SAC, if there's only one person in the audience laughing, I'm pretty sure I don't consider that a successful show. That's a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're at SAC and you've only made a difference in one person's uh, life, you have failed. Failed. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) What is the minimum? 
Uh, I would say at least 50% of the audience. 50, oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't think so. <laughs> Not at SAC. Because I think when you're in an audience like that, I don't know how it is with COVID and spacing and yeah. not as many people, but it's like any audience where you it's you all buy into this experience. And so you're all going to laugh at the same time. It's like seeing a movie. Well, you want to. That's like what you go with a for. group. Yeah. Right? You are going to fall into the laughter much more easily than if you were watching it by yourself. And let me tell you something, my friend. We're down to... 80 people in an audience is a full house for us at SAC now. Yeah. We were close to 300 before. Of course. Okay? Yeah. And uh, I've never had an experience where I'm doing an ensemble show that I could literally run into the audience and run slaloms around every person in the audience and return to the stage. It's like, but that space disrupts the connection you were just describing. Yeah. It's that when we are shoulder to shoulder in an audience and one of us starts laughing, there's this beautiful dynamic that we just feel the urge, whether we actually laugh or not, we feel the urge to join them. Yeah. And even we'll say, I'll figure out what we're laughing about afterwards. We're going to have a laugh now, right? Which is this, I love this dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with a audience that's separated slightly from each other. It's a little bit it's harder. It's affected. Yeah. But what does that tell you about like our connection to each other is literally a connection. Like when we're close enough to touch each other, our energy passes to each other more quickly and more freely. And it's this, it's just something we've had to learn to deal with, you know? Mm -hmm. to, so what we're having to do now is, is increase the amount of energy coming from each audience member towards every other audience member in order to create a similar dynamic to that. Do you, do you want to start putting cones on their heads, like the dog <laughs> cones, but it amplifies them a little bit? Maybe we should. Hey, it's me. It's Nick. I, I'm your old pal Nick. That's me. So wearing a cone on your head is probably not a great idea, but we should be amplifying our appreciation for others all the time, not just when we're getting back out into the world. My advice to you, laugh louder, clap harder, tell someone what a good job they're doing, throw a little extra into that tip jar, Give five stars to your favorite five-day-a-week podcast. Thanks for listening.